Life gets hard sometimes, so grab your weighted blanket and let's talk about it. Welcome to Weighted Blanket Happy Hour. I'm Julia. And I'm Jackie. We're gonna we're gonna talk about therapy. It's great. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on. But and before, before we and jump Craig. in, can you I'm on my microphone is on a different setting today. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you great. Okay, cool. I realized because all, all those fun audio tests we did, I was talking into the mic like a professional would talk into a microphone, you know, like in right. low ASMR tones and like, this is what I was doing. I don't talk like that. Mm. I freaking, I, I'm no. a loud ass theater person and I blast. Yes. So I literally- That's literally to- why, <laughs> yeah, that's literally why I brought you on here. Stop it. And it, well, and it Stop was it with your- Stop it with your voiceover work. No one cares. No, but like it was showing up on like the audio peaks as like all of this craziness. And I was like, oh, I have messed up. So I literally have the microphone on the setting that like reduces noise by 10 decibels because I'm a loud fucker. It's ridiculous. It's true. I mean, I mean, we both are. We, We both definitely are those people that my family at least or like acquaintances would be like can you can you keep it down can you just you can you use your indoor voice and i'm like fuck that i'm in theater my natural setting is this and i'm not going to apologize for it anymore but i still Amen. i i still have like i still struggle with like being with my family <laughs> who like have the like a lady must be polite a lady must be well-mannered like how are you going to get to the white house if you eat like that like that kind of crap yeah no are they implying you will marry a future president or just that you will like someday go there like what are they I, I think it's a thing that like has been passed down of just like like you say to like the young girl at the table like if you ever want to eat at the white house you have to use good manners it's just like and now you look at who's in the White House today. It's like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, we're recording this five days before the end of the Trump administration. So, like, currently, I don't want to go to the White House at all. No, nowhere near D.C. No, thanks. Nowhere near any state capital at this point. I'm nope. good. Yeah, no. This is one of those times where I'm grateful that the the, the state capital of Illinois is Springfield and not Chicago. Yeah. I'm just like, cool. Yeah, I'm going to stay in my apartment. Bye. Like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah. How's your mental health this week? <laughs> uh, hyper-focused on a video game literally all week to the point that it wasn't fun anymore. <laughs> oh, no. It was That's like, not supposed to happen. I know it's a, you it's it's the, the the whole too much of a good thing sentiment really rings true because you you just like I I was so excited to play this game because this was like my favorite game from high school it's like from 2011 it was originally for PS2 and I got like the updated version in my new laptop and I was like oh my gosh it's Persona 4 I'm going to play it this is going to be so great and I was just like so into it and then after like 3 evenings straight of playing this game i was finally just like i was like i i need to not play this for a day <laughs> i at one point like was giving myself low-key eye strain and i'm like jackie you need to you need to put this away anyway how was your week uh it was a lot between um pms and uh recovering from the insurrection and uh getting kind of in my first disagreement with my boyfriend um 
because we we were texting and I I texted him something thinking that he'd reply back being supportive and that's not what I got. And I then replied to that being snarky and passive aggressive, um, which is not a trait that I am proud of that I have, but I'm working on it in therapy. And we tried to resolve it over text and it just didn't feel good. And so I kind of had that hanging over my head for the next two days because we weren't going to see each other till Friday. And we both like acknowledged on Friday afternoon before he picked me up that like we both were like feeling grumpy and unresolved because of our disagreement we had over text. And I really would recommend anybody to not have a disagreement over text. It doesn't go well. It really, it really, no one can do it. And they're, ne they're never fun either because you always like spend an hour formulating. I, I used to do this on Facebook comments. You spend like an hour formulating the response and then about like pointing out exactly the flaw and like the other person's argument, like every little right. detail. And then you send it yep. and then you're just like sitting there anxious for like three hours until the other person responds yep. with another yep. like six paragraphs that you don't even want to yep. read it like. Ugh. Yeah. So we have a rule now, like if it's a text that's more than two paragraphs, just call, just call. Um, but it was a really good conversation because for, uh, it was an important conversation for us to have because, you know, we've been dating since September. We're kind of towards the end of the honeymoon phase, which probably sped up because it's a pandemic and there's not much to do together as a new couple. I mean, we found enough, so. Don't worry, but but you know, so we're 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 kind of at a point where it's like I I know this person I'm comfortable with this person I'm gonna stop being polite to this person and that's really where you can get to you know being snarky and making passive aggressive comments like I did and you know we we he and I we use the the love languages theory a lot in our conversations about like you know some people prefer physical touch. Some people prefer words of affirmation. Some people prefer quality time. And so we both signed up for this app called Love Nudge, where you like you take a quiz. So you find out what your love languages are, and then you can connect with your partner. So then you can compare and you can make goals for each other. And it's it's got like a, a check-in kind of a, a status bar you can use. So like if someone isn't feeling as loved, you can let that person know like, hey, I didn't get enough hugs today. Hey, I didn't get enough acts of service. So it'll be interesting to see if it's actually useful or not, like using an app to basically be like a therapist to your relationship. A relationship therapist. Yeah. There's an app for so that we'll now. See. But again, I think that it is a good conversation to have with your partner about like, are your needs met or what can I be doing more of or what do I need less of if it's causing a strain on your life? So like, I actually thought that getting gifts was a big love language for me and it's actually not. That's a lot to ask of a person during a pandemic that's trying to save money. Like, show me that you love me by giving me gifts. I mean, get. I mean, like, gift giving love language is you know just as valid as all the other ones. But yeah, I personally am so bad at gift giving. Same, but this I love is, getting gifts. This is, this, yeah. this is how bad I am at gift giving. One of my like best friends, like known this person for you know 
uh, how many years now? Like 14. She's literally my longest mm. friend. I've known her since high school. And she, I, I, every year consistently like fail to get her a Christmas present. Mm. <laughs> and, but she loves giving gifts. She like, she, she's, she's told me, she's like, I really don't care if I receive a gift back. I just really love giving gifts. And I'm, like, I'm the opposite. I'm really terrible at giving gifts. So then this year, I am medicated now. And I was like, I'm going to be better about giving this girl a Christmas and birthday gift. Like, I'm just so bad at it all the time. I need to get her something. So literally, it was she was she was in my like last minute Christmas shopping category uh, because I had already, you know, Christmas shop for everybody that I needed to send things to through the mail, etc. So I was like, cool. Like, I just have these few people. I'm going to go like buy them gifts on Christmas Eve because I figured I wasn't going to see any of the people in that category till after Christmas. And on Christmas Eve, like morning, 11 a.m., she literally shows up and rings my doorbell. She's like, here's your Christmas present. I'm like, and I literally said, God damn it. Stop being I so think- good. Stop being so good. You make me look bad. Oh my god. I was like I was like no. This was the year that I was going to be good. This was the year that I was going to like uh, I was going to be there and we were going to exchange gifts and I was going to be a good friend. But no. So like I I ended up giving her her gift like weeks later. Amazing. Amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I turned the mute button on. User, user, air. As your friend, you are adorable. Anyway, please keep that in. I, I absolutely am going to. <laughs> anyway, what was our topic for today? We were going to talk about phobias. Okay, I have some weird ones. Let's talk about it. Please do. I mean, like, okay, so there's there. So if if we're talking about phobias. In the sense of like, like, you know, you know, like normal, like arachnophobia, you know, fear of snakes, fear of heights. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily have those like to a ridiculous degree. What I have are very specific fears about like very improbable things. (laughs) My phobias, like my anxiety is very existential. So like, a, a huge thing that I'm terrified of, bombs. I don't like, will I ever be near a bomb? I don't know. It's fairly unlikely, but I'm terrified of bombs. I'm not entirely sure why. I just like, but, but, but it is so, it, it's, it's like so severe that when I was a kid, this is, this is, oh my gosh, this is, oh, this is a little embarrassing. When I was a kid, I was like 12 and I had a dream that there was like a bomb under my bed. And for the next year, I could not go to sleep without like checking under my bed to see if there, like, it, to, like it was literally like checking for a monster, except instead of a monster, it was a bomb. I don't know why I thought there would be a bomb there, but I just was so terrified of like, yeah, but what if there is that literally every night I had to get on my hands and knees on the floor and check under my bed to make sure that there was nothing under there because I was just, I, this, this completely improbable, completely, you know, ridiculous scenario of like, there's going to be a bomb under my bed. It's going to explode and I'm going to die. I don't, that was a very severe fear of mine as a child. No clue what triggered that. Maybe it has to do with being a Navy kid. I don't know. But like, 
now that I'm an adult, it's way more existential. Like the world will die in nuclear Armageddon. Like that, that's a very, that's a thing that consumes my brain sometimes <laughs> because it's yeah. like the, the very improbable, but very existential and very catastrophic kind of scenarios are, sure. are what wow. my brain likes to dwell on. <laughs> Oh my how gosh. and how long have you been? How long have you been like this? <laughs> Did, <laughs> you're you're just there with your coffee, like, hmm, yes, tell me more. I uh, I don't know. I think I think it honestly started with that dream when I was twelve. I had like no exposure to any of that before. Maybe nine eleven. Maybe nine eleven got me afraid of explosions. That happened in our formative years. Maybe that had to do with it. But I have no clue. But like to to this day, I'm like, like, oh my God, when the fucking standoff happened in like 2017 with North Korea, like I literally called my dad. It was like, do I have to leave? Like, do I have to go somewhere? And he was like, no, you're being ridiculous. I'm like, I don't fucking think I am though. And I had a huge anxiety attack about that. It's, it's, I, and admittedly, 2017 was an extremely bad mental health year for me because of reasons that we don't have to go into right now. But I just like I another episode, <laughs> and an, another episode. But I I had like such a severe anxiety attack about, and it it also it happened like the day that I came back from like spending six weeks in Spain. So like there. I, I literally like I get off this international flight. I'm so tired I can barely think. And then there's <laughs> and then there's the and then there's fucking like, you know, empty but loud, you know, threats of nuclear Armageddon. And I literally was like, I can't be here. I have to I have to get my cat and go. And like everyone was like, Jack, you need to breathe like a little bit. And I just couldn't. It was very odd. And I eventually, of course, calmed down. But like it, it took literal days. So I have a severe fear of explosions, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> finding out about you? the pipe. I mean, well, I was gonna say probably finding out about the pipe bombs at the DNC and RNC was well, not a fun thing to learn about. Half the reason that I don't like crowds, I'm terrified of terrorism attacks, and which mm -hmm. usually include explosive devices. I like, mm -hmm. you know, like the, the bomb at the Ariana Grande concert happened a few years ago. <sighs> and literally ever since I'm like, I don't want to go to a huge concert venue like that. I literally, at one point we went to go see, um, you didn't watch Sense8, did you? Sense8 no, was this Netflix no. show. It was this like sci-fi LGBT, LGBTQ focused um, show. It was really fun. It was really quirky and it, it got canceled after two seasons. Um, so they filmed like this big epic, like three hour long, like series finale. And we went to go watch it in a movie theater. And I got terrified in this movie theater that some homophobe was going to blow up the movie. theater. I don't know why that got in my brain, but it did. And <laughs> I, and so I like, I don't, I don't like huge crowds Partially just because they're they're a little uncomfortable to be in, but also because if there's any large gathering, my brain immediately goes to we are we are a target for a terror attack, which is just sort of like you know the passive trauma of living in America. <laughs> yeah, seriously, unfortunate our our great misfortune, yeah. um, having to live through nine eleven, and yeah, like you said, like experiencing something like that in such formative years. Um, it just, it just makes no sense. You know, when you're a kid and you're witnessing that, like, I don't understand, like bombings happen in other countries. They don't happen here. And it's like, nope, it can happen here. 
welcome yeah. and then experiencing the domestic terrorists. I mean, like we talked about this last week, but it's it's very triggering. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's yeah. I think it also especially has to do with all of the all of the fucking like uh, mass shootings over the past handful of years. Wait, hold on. I moved my mic while I said that. I'm moving it and then I'm talking like a good recorder. Yeah. It, I think it also has to do with all of the mass shootings in the yeah. last handful of years because I just like I just don't want to be anywhere anymore where I am, you know, I'm doing something normal but I am at potential risk. You know, like it just it just sucks. And uh, like and I like I remember when I was in Barcelona, I was I was staying in um oh, I don't remember the name of the area, but it's like this famous market street. Uh, I, I was staying near that area and then I left and like 10 days later, uh, someone with a truck bomb like drove through that area and like it can just it's oh, I know. Right. I was at the Pentagon one month before it got hit by a plane. Like I I've had yeah, I've had like in 2001, if, in case that wasn't clear, like um, but anyway, not the point. Tell me about bees. What's up with bees? <laughs> Cause, uh, and also oh. escalators, because I get claustrophobia. Like, um, like claustrophobia to me is like that's a very human fear that makes complete and utter sense to me. It's uncomfortable. I fucking hate elevators. Yeah. I hate that shit. But tell me about escalators and bees. I need to know. Yeah, I think uh, I think escalators. It's more the anticipation. I claustrophobia, escalators, and bees. It's more about the anticipation. Like I have anxiety that I have anxiety. And, mm. you know, like we were talking about, like the definition of a phobia is an irrational fear. And a lot of times it's based on previous experience. So like with bees, I was stung as a child when I was two or three years old in a park. And I swear I was minding my own business. And the next thing I know is I look at my hand and a bee is stinging me. And, um, you know, from that day on, whenever we would be outside at restaurants or in our backyard and I saw a bee, I was like, nope, I'm going inside. And, you know, my parents would be like, oh, like, just don't bother. If you don't bother it, it won't bother you. And I'm just like, that's not true. Incorrect. I got, got stung again when I was in seventh grade waiting to go inside my school and a bee landed on like next to my eye and was like halfway through stinging me when I smacked it. So like, oh, no. don't, as a victim of bee stings, don't tell me that they don't sting you if you leave them alone. It is a lie. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not allergic. Oh my gosh. Me too. Seriously. Could you imagine? But also like, you know, so as like a coping, a way that I cope, I just say, like, I'm not comfortable being out here. Being, get it? Um, <laughs> I'll be here all week, people. Um, You'll be here all week. Like, like we were at a, we were at Tweet uh, a couple of months ago when it was still nice weather. And uh, remember, remember Tweet? I want restaurants back. <laughs> Especially Tweet. I, I really hope Tweet stays. And, um, and, like, they had all of these, like, yellow jacket traps like around the, the perimeter of the patio, which is mm -hmm. where you sit when you're on a patio, social distancing, you sit on the perimeter. And so all yeah. these bees were like swarming our, our drinks, our sugary 
alcoholic beverages, the maple syrup of my pumpkin pancakes. Cause yes, I am basic and like all around. <laughs> and I just had to be like, I was on a date. Like this was still like early in <laughs> dating DC. And I was like, he doesn't need to know you're this crazy. He doesn't need to know. I need to oh know this. You're going to be, I'm just, but I'm it just was imagine yeah. like, so tell me a little more about it. Ah! Like, <laughs> and like, and it's so funny because he and I were like just talking about that day the other day. And he's like, Oh, I love that restaurant. They had so many vegan choices, such a great atmosphere. And I'm like, all I can remember is how anxious I was about the bees. All I can remember <laughs> about um yellow so, jackets yeah, so you, are ye yellow jackets are not like bumblebees either like bumblebees like they will they will actually leave you alone if you leave them alone yeah. in general but yellow jackets will fight you for your food i hate those fuckers one of them bit me on my inner thigh one time they bite wasps they don't sting. Do. they bite oh wasps, yeah, wasps. Wa wasps can die in a hole and I've like, never been stung by a wasp, but someone told me that it's like 10 times worse than a bee. And I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. I hate nature. I'm never, I'm never going there again. I have to resonate with you on this for just a moment because like, You're I, I do not, I don't technically, I don't think I have a phobia of bees. However, so for those listening who may not know, my hair is bright red and bees Shit. land on my head and try to mm -hmm. pollinate my hair yeah. because they yep. think it's a flower. So I don't fuck with bees because they'll sting me on the scalp. <laughs> I don't fuck with bees. Fuck 2021. With bees. I, don't, I got through a pandemic. I got through an economic recession. I don't fuck with bees. And I love and listen, I love bees. Bees are necessary to the world. Save all of the bees. Bees are great. But like I no. like when I'm when I'm out on a picnic and people are like, calm down, like they won't bother you if you don't bother them. I'm like, that's not true. They're going to land on my head and burrow into my hair. It's happened multiple times in my life and I hate it. It's terrible every time. If anything, I really hope this podcast helps, you know, get rid of the stigma that bees are motherfuckers and you should just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I also, you know, to combat this, I try to buy like, if you, I, see, I see cute bee earrings or a bee pendant or like a bee shirt. So it's like a Batman, right? Like I'm trying to embrace, I'm trying to embrace my fear to get over my fear. I, I mean, like, I think bees are cute. I just don't like that they sting me for no reason. Um, so I'm going to move on to my, my next, my next phobia is escalators. And it's a very specific the only reason why I think that I have this is because when I was young, I was watching the evening news and they were covering a story about some kid getting his jacket stuck in an escalator. And it took them like an hour pry him and his jacket out of this escalator. And didn't he just take know, off man. the jacket? <laughs> I don't know. I maybe it was a North Face. I don't know. Okay. And <laughs> Like a week after that, I was in the mall with my mom and we were using the elevator and I like stuck my hand out and it like was closing and it like caught skin on my hand. And so I learned from an early age that I can't trust machinery. And so I, I found over time that going up an escalator, I was fine. I could go up an escalator multitasking on my phone, carrying shit and be fine, but it's going down an escalator that the anxiety comes in. And then this happened to me the other, like a couple of weeks ago. Oh no, it happened a, happened a year ago when I was shopping for my cats. 
and I had two full, you remember I came to your place right after I had huge bags of cat shit because I was about to foster a cat for the first time. I was so excited and I was lost in my train of thought thinking about getting ready for this cat. I approached the escalator and my body just like stopped me. It was like, bitch, what are you doing? You can't get on this motherfucking escalator without a free hand. And I like, I tried, I tried to be like, you're being silly. Like, come on, you've done this before. Like, I'm sure it's no big. And I just had to let, keep letting people go in front of me because I just couldn't do it. And I had to go to the other side of the store to use their dingy, you know, Chicago loop elevator. Oh, um, it was all kinds. It was almost, it was very uncomfortable. And yeah, I, it's, is, it's just, is the, it, is the impetus, is the impetus that like, you're going to get caught on something is the impetus that you're going to like fall and hit your eyeball on like the jaggy ass yeah. stairs. Like all of I'm going to like, I'm going to lose my balance and then like get sucked into the escalator. Fair enough. I think I had that fear as a kid. Um, and I remember I got over I got over it by and my, this annoyed the ever loving crap out of my mother because I would do it every time every t uh, like I would get on the escalator and then like every time the, we would approach that end like where the stairs disappear back into like the thing and then go back down I would lift myself up on my arms and like swing myself over the end point <laughs> and and like Crazy. I just did that every time and like that's how I got over it and my so mother would brave. be like stop stop swinging on it like it's a jungle gym and i'm like but i don't want my shoe to get caught and she's like that's not a thing you're nuts again <laughs> and the stigma I, I in my adulthood. yeah i was about to say i do it in my adulthood actually not gonna lie not every time but just like if i'm feeling particularly frolicky like at the airport or something right. yeah no watch out escalators are gonna get you yeah yeah um, do, you ever, like, do, do you do that at the airport i don't know okay so like i who was i talking to i speaking speaking of like irrational fears i was talking to somebody I don't, I really don't remember who, but this was like a long ago conversation. And they were telling me that like, I'm just, I'm terrified. I'm, I'm terrified whenever I'm at the airport and I'm like, oh, because of terrorism. And, she, and they're like, what? No, like, I'm just scared people are going to judge me. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, because I, I feel this very freeing sense of like, fuck it. I'm never going to see any of these people again at the airport. So like, I don't care if I'm like, you know, dancing to my music, like while standing in the Starbucks line or anything like that. Some little silly little things like that. But like, a bit, but like my, my, my friend, whoever they were telling me like, oh, I'm terrified when I'm in big public spaces, like airports that people are going to judge me. And I'm like, it just that's interesting to me. One time, my roommate, my roommate Rose, you know her. One Who? time, <laughs> one time, Rose and I were we were in a lift and we were coming back uh, from some some event. We had we had gone to some event where there were a bunch of people and we were both sitting there in like silence. And I think this was this was during I, I think this was during another point in you know recent history where we were at some sort of nuclear standoff with some country it might have still been the north korea one uh, i think about it but we were but we were in the lift and i was just thinking about like oh my god i just like why do why do i have to be alive in, why do i have to be alive in a time where nuclear weapons exist like these never should have been invented these are terrible we're all gonna like kill ourselves someday and i was just like in a spiral about it and like i kind of yeah. looked over and i could tell that rose was in a spiral too and then that made me oh. panic more because i was like am i having a premonition right now i have since stopped believing in premonitions frankly because it's just easier for my brain but like i was like oh my god wait does she feel it too am i having a premonition are we gonna die do i need to worry and like we got home 
and she and she like puts her stuff down and she just goes do you ever just worry that like people secretly hate you and i go wait a minute that's what you're worried about <laughs> and she was like yeah what were you worried about i'm like i was worried about dying <laughs> i mean essentially the same thing yours is a bit more intense that's that's how I am. Like it's just like normal people. It's just like, what if my friends all hate me? Me? What if I die in a fiery explosion? I, I know we're I know we're I know we're 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 tangenting, but I, I I do have a point to that. That like I have a lot of imposter syndrome where I I feel like I don't belong somewhere. Even though like when I was interning and casting for theater and would get invited to all these shows and showcases and get to hang out with some pretty predominant people in the theater and casting community. And it was just like, I don't belong here. These people are only my friends because they think that I can move them up. These people are only being nice to me because we're in Chicago and Illinois and that's what you do. And it really wasn't until my 30th birthday when I had like all these people show up January 7th, the dead of winter and everyone's exhausted from the holidays and from New Year's and like wants to get back on the horse with like not spending money and not drinking. And I had so many people show up for my birthday. And I was like, I think, think, I think people like me. And then <laughs> that party I, I think lit. I remember that party. That great was party. Fun. It was a great party. But um yeah, I was like, I think I have to stop believing that that the people are trying to appease me or suck up to me. I don't think that's true anymore. And then like this year with all of the people that reached out to me, not just on Facebook, but like texted me and called me for my birthday. And especially after my birthday happening right after the insurrection and being like, Hey, how, but how are you actually? And again, I was like, like these people that I haven't seen for so long. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think people like me. I think I'm kind of popular. I mean, even when I go back to visit New York City, I haven't lived in New York City for five, almost six years, and I still have people that want to hang up and catch up. Catch, yeah, hang out and catch up after all this year in time and being a very different person than when I moved in 2015. And again, it's I have to stop. I have to start questioning why <clears throat> I assume that people have other intentions when they hang out with me or when they agree to connect with me because mm -hmm. this idea that it's not true is clearly it's, it's not based on anything except fear. I feel that very hardcore. And I think it has to do with the fact that like you, you literally always judge yourself more harshly than other people will judge mm -hmm. you like in general, mm -hmm. it's because you, because you know, you are, you are able to analyze all of your bad behaviors and all of the things you said wrong. It's like, oh, I should have said that thing. But like, but one of the best, one of the best lessons that my mother ever bestowed upon me was don't worry about what other people think about you because they're too busy worrying about themselves. And like, it's just, it's true. Like you can be, you, you can be like, ah, oh, I, I said this thing wrong. Or like, oh, I tripped up on that word in this conversation. I'm a terrible conversationalist. People hate me, but it's just like literally everybody has that thought pattern in their brain. And if yeah. they don't, then they're neurotypical and fuck them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it must be nice. Must be nice. Um, my last phobia <laughs> to finish yes. up, to finish up the topic, claustrophobia. And I yes. I think oh, I God. think because knowing that my mom has issues with claustrophobia, I interpreted that as like, well, I'm her daughter. So 
I must have that too. And it really is that experience of my anxiety is giving me anxiety. So like, yeah, when I'm in an elevator, that's not opening right away or is faulty or I'm trapped in like a very narrow, small, darkly lit stairwell. Um, It's, it's this, it's the, you know, the thing of anxiety of like, let's imagine the worst case scenario at the worst possible moment. Wouldn't it be terrible if you were trapped? Wouldn't it be terrible if no one could find you? Wouldn't it be terrible if you were just stuck and you had no control whatsoever? And it's like, why would you think that at a time (laughs) like this? Why? Why would you, why would you supply me with that thought chain brain? Like why? No, I, I feel that it's a, it's very much, I think that, I think claustrophobia is a very human sort of like feeling to experience because no, no, like we, you know, we all have like that reptilian animal hind brain and like no one wants, no one wants to be trapped. We all recognize like in, in our animal brain that being trapped is a bad thing. So it's like things mm-hmm. like elevators, things like airplanes. It's like they're, they are by definition, like cases of hard metal that you can't get out of in an emergency. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like even, even if someone has like a really hard time with claustrophobia, I wouldn't begrudge them that because it's weird. I frankly, like if I never had to get on an elevator again, I probably just wouldn't. But like, it's uh, the only reason I ever get on elevators is because I have to go up 50 floors and there's literally no other way to get up there because I don't want to die on the stairs. Like they're a necessary evil. Same thing with planes. Like I was scared of flying for a long time. And I, I used to naysay that statistic about cars being more dangerous than flights. Cause I was just like, yeah, but if you like get in a car crash, you might survive. If you get in a plane crash, you're probably going to die. Apparently that's not true. Apparently like 90% of plane crashes, like are everybody survives. So like, I'm way less scared of flying than I used to be, but it's all very, it's all very claustrophobia based. Like just being trapped is bad. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think like, you know, like thanks to therapy, like being more mindful of my triggers and being mindful of my body. Like, why am I tensing up? Why, why is my, why do I have a shortness of breath? Why do I feel palpitations right now? And being like, oh, this is your claustrophobia or oh, this is your B thing. And, you know, so it's, it's kind of a like, hey, there could be a reason to be afraid of this. There also could not so maybe we push through and see what happens. Um, that's that's what's worked my recovery. <laughs> have you ever been? This is like okay. Have you have you ever been on a plane or on an elevator? It's kind of drawing back to the claustrophobia thing. Ha, have you ever been in one of those situations where you're on the vehicle that causes the claustrophobia and something goes wrong with it, like just slightly, and you're like. I'm going to die. Like you instantly switch from like normal day to I'm going to die right in this moment. Holy shit. I have <laughs> literally like it was just so to I'm, I'm fine with flying now, but to this day, the one kind of plane that I really don't like flying in and will avoid at all costs is those teeny tiny little, like, uh, you know, like two seaters. Yeah. The little uh, puddle no. jumpers. Like, Oh, I no. can't. I cannot stand those. I don't know what the model name is, but y'all know what I'm talking about. I, ooh, those still scare me because the thing is when they hit, when like a 747, you know, hits some turbulence, it's like, whatever, this is normal. But like when one of those little guys hits turbulence, it they go nuts. Those things can get knocked out of the fucking sky. So there was one time where like I, 
I don't remember what I, where I was going. I think I was I, I I was I was somewhere in over Europe, and I was taking one of those teeny little puddle jumpers, um, just you know for a connecting flight. And we were ascending, and I was just like I was in a bad anxiety spot anyway because of I just other stuff that was happening on the trip. And then like as the plane was ascending, we hit an air pocket, and we like dropped just a little bit but like not even enough that like anyone else really acknowledged it it was just sort of like oh, and we're back and but like in that moment i literally went from like oh i'm kind of anxious to like oh my god i'm actually going to die right now and it was the most it was like a fascinating and awful feeling i oh it's not it's not a great feeling to be for exactly one second completely and utterly sure that you're going to die but it happens sometimes. It and does. It does. I, I think, and to to wrap this up, I, I think that, you know, if you're a person who doesn't experience phobias, who like walks through life fearless, congratulations. Amazing. How do you do it? And, Tell me. Yeah. Right. Um, congratulations. You don't need therapy. Must be nice. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I, I will say that the most harmful thing you could say to a person experiencing phobia, fear, or really any anxiety is to discredit Say like mm. it's in your head or like, you know, like statistics, statistic and blah, blah, blah. It, it is one of like the most harmful thing that you could say to a person because to make one person doubt what they're feeling can be really harmful in the long run. So what would you say is the best thing to say to a person in that well, moment? Yeah, I would say, I mean, like, yes, don't discredit. Although I personally like statistics. I personally like facts because facts are how I, you know, explain away irrationalities. So I'm, you know, I'm a... I don't, I don't think of myself as a particularly, you know, uh, logic-based analytical person, but also I, you know, if it, like, if I'm, if I'm scared of something irrational and someone's just like, that's not going to happen because of this AYB, AYB, ABC science facts, that actually makes me feel better personally. Um, but does that, is that not true for you? What, what, how, how do you like to cope with those things? I, I think it depends on the extent of the fear. Like, yeah, with like claustrophobia, like, like just be cool about it um, and not act like it's an inconvenience to end your life around a person being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah I, definitely, I definitely agree with uh, not, not being a jerk about it. Th this week's now, PSA, just don't be a jerk. Yeah. And if they are being a jerk, guess what? They just told you that you don't need to give them any more time in your life. Well, so, um, you know, in the spirit of self-care, uh, what have you been watching lately? Uh, I'm bad at, I'm, I'm bad at shows. <laughs> I, you reading I really, something? Well, I'm, well, I've been reading, I've been back on my book series. Um, I, have you ever heard, have I ever talked to you about, um, Terry Pratchett? Sounds no? familiar. Terry, Pratt Terry Pratchett is an author. He died in like 2015. He's Neil Gaiman's best friend. Um, and he wrote this, he wrote this like 30 book long series called the Discworld series. And I have, it's been, it's been my mission to read the whole thing for like a while. So, and I keep coming back to it. Um, and I've hit a point where the, I, I love, I discovered last year that I love audiobooks. So I was listening to the audiobooks for a while, but then the audiobooks ran out. And I'm like, you're going to have to read it like a human <laughs> with your eyeballs. So I've been, I've been reading that lately and also playing, playing this video game. But no, I haven't been watching shows. I know I need to watch The Queen's Gambit. I know I do. I'm going to watch you the You don't. <laughs> you don't. Did you not like it's it? It's your life. It's your, it's your pan. No, it's your pandemic. Do, do what gives you joy, not based on what other people gives you joy. 
I'm just bad at watching TV. I don't know why. I think, you know, okay, you know, I do know why. You know what it is? I like, if I'm going to watch a movie or a show, I like doing it with someone else. I like having the social experience of watching <laughs> that narrative. Otherwise, I I don't know. My my attention span is doesn't lend itself to that sort of media consumption. Fair. I know it's weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's not weird. Stop apologizing. So, I, I, if anything, like I watch too much TV. Like it is so easy for me just to like veg out and not be productive and not feel like I accomplished anything. And so it's not a bad thing to like want to watch TV, to want to watch movies, but like your self-care is your self-care. It doesn't have to look like everybody else's. Um, I have been watching this show. It's on AMC, AMC Plus. I don't know. It's called A Discovery of Witches. It's based on a book series by uh, Deborah Harkness. So I'm really excited about it. And it's basically about like in a world where witches, vampires, and demons exist and walk amongst us and a witch falls in love with a vampire. So it's very like grown up Harry Potter, grown up Twilight. Did you miss Outlander? There's some time travel too, <laughs> like True Blood. Were you disappointed by True Blood and want to give it another shot? Here you go. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's very like, uh, like sugary and delicious and not ashamed about it. And I'm, I'm so glad to have found it because I just, I just need to escape. I just need to escape right now in the state of the world that we're in. It's a book series. So, you know, if I'm tired of waiting for the next season, I could just pick up the book and I hear that they're very highly rated. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm excited to find an next bingeable thing. Cause you know, when you, um, and maybe you don't know this, but like when you binge something and it was so good and it takes you a long time to find something to fill that hole because it was so amazing and you couldn't wait for the next episode. Oh, that's, that's honestly part of why I'm bad at watching television shows. Because when I do find a television show, I, I like, I watch the whole thing at fucking once and I do what mm -hmm. I did with my video game this week and I get way too into it and I hyper focus for days on end and until my brain is fried on that material and I can't think about anything else anymore. So like that's that's part of why I'm so bad at watching TV shows because I can't pace myself. So I'm like I'm scared to start a new one and start all of that emotional labor. <laughs> you got some trust issues or something. I know it's bad. Oh my Sorry. gosh. But but that but that's fun. That sounds fun. But yeah. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Yeah. Thank you for uh for surviving all of the technical difficulties as I tried out this book. We're gonna get this down. This is just episode three. We'll be we'll be laughing at this by episode well, like one hundred. I hope so. Well uh, the to this this now marks the third episode recorded and the third method of recording that we've tried. <laughs> so please weigh in. Which which quality did you like more? We don't care about the content. We're just we're just throwing <laughs> shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. We'd love some feedback about about the content about the quality. Oh no, God. we don't. Please, please, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> please, please keep your please please keep your technical support to yourself. I can Google without you. Thank you. <laughs> unless we can hire unless we can hire you. Can you do it for free for now? <laughs> 
for now. Yeah. Free, free exposure. Oh, oh God. We, we said that jokingly. We said that jokingly. Yes, free exposure. Yes, yes. That was, that was, that was heavy sarcasm thing. Just so yes. you know. Can't see her face, but that was heavy sarcasm. We don't believe in free exposure. We're trying, but yes. Th- thanks for hanging out today and everybody stay sane. Yeah. Um, same time next week. 